Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hello and welcome to the Space News Pod, your daily source for space, science, and tech news. My name is Will, and today we're going to be talking about Toyota's sweet-looking lunar rover, six-wheeled rover that they're going to be making for JAXA. But first, I want to say thank you really quick to everybody who subscribed to the podcast. Thank you so much for all of your support, and I do appreciate it. Now, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to hit that subscribe button if you want the latest space, science, and tech news every single day delivered right to your device. Toyota is making a moon buggy. And they're not just making the same old moon buggy that we saw in the Apollo era. They're making a large and in charge version of this thing. Have you ever seen um, the Martian? Well, this thing looks similar to that vehicle. The original lunar rovers, they were battery powered and they're not rechargeable. And they had two 36 volt packs, which gave it a total range of 92 kilometers. But in today's environment up on the moon, we want to do more studying. So Toyota suggested that using a fuel cell in place of a conventional battery would give the pressurized rover a range of more than 10,000 kilometers, which would allow it to almost drive all the way around the moon. JAXA's president, Hiroshi Yamakawa, said, Manned rovers with pressurized cabins are an element that will play an important role in full-fledged exploration and use on the lunar surface. And these rovers aren't just for transporting people around. These rovers are used for science, they're used for collecting and analyzing samples, and transporting the crew, of course, but that's from different sites. You know, if you go from one site to another site, one site might have scientific instruments that the other site doesn't have, or there might not be scientific instruments at a site, and it has to be done in the rover. Now also, these rovers can handle more than one passenger at a time. And let me break this down a little bit for you. This thing is six wheels. It has uh, a cabin where you could fit two to three passengers in the cabin. It's large enough. It has lights on the front. It has a winch on the front. In case you get stuck, you can pull yourself out. It has capsules on the sides. It has a radio dish on the top and there's a whole area in the back for transportation and for um, probably medical things, you know, like there's stuff to, to aid people out in the field. And there's also uh, scientific instrumentation in there. So it looks like a beast of a, of a machine, right? It looks like the size of a school bus, like half the size of a school bus. It's as tall as a school bus, but not as long. And at this point, JAXA has said that it's identified the tech issues that will need to be solved to help make the project a possibility, and Toyota has been developing hydrogen cell technology for passenger cars like the Mirai, but also for larger projects like semi-trucks, and the cells are able to turn hydrogen and oxygen into power and water, and it's difficult to transport cargo on the moon 
but those fuel requirements could change in the future. This bus-sized rover, well, it's six meters long. It's 5.2 meters wide and 3.8 meters tall, and Toyota says that's about the size of two microbuses, or a little wider than two half-size pickups parked side by side and about the same length. It has 13 cubic meters of living space inside and can accommodate two people and four people in an emergency. So what I stated earlier, where it looks like it can fit a bunch of people, it can apparently only fit two, but there's space in the back. So these plans could change at any time and they could repurpose the back area to uh, transport people. I'm gonna take a quick break, a little pause for the cause, and I'll be right back with some more space science and tech news. When NASA's Mars 2020 rover lands on the planet Mars in early of 2021, it'll have a small helicopter aboard. And this will be the first human craft to fly on another planet. This helicopter is important because it could open up new ways to explore other planets in the future. Now, this is just a technology demo at this point. It doesn't need to succeed in order for the Mars 2020 mission to succeed. This is just a tech demo. So if it does work, that's amazing. But if it doesn't work, well, then it doesn't work. Not a big deal, but we hope it does. It would be really cool. We've had helicopters on Earth for a very long time. But Mars has a thin atmosphere, and it's easy to fly on Earth, but it's more difficult to fly on Mars. And because of this thin atmosphere, it'll be like flying 100,000 feet Earth altitude, which is beyond where helicopters or even normal planes fly right now on Earth. And the altitude record for a helicopter on Earth is about 40,000 feet. That's why NASA engineers at JPL made this craft super light and super strong. In this copter, it's not a helicopter that somebody sits in. This thing's really small. It's about the size of a softball and weighs about four pounds. And its blades will spin at 3000 RPMs, which is 10 times faster than normal Earth helicopters. And this is a weird case because nothing like this has ever been done before. So they have to uh, navigate the surface of Mars in a really weird way because right now we have Mars rovers, right? We have rovers up there and it, they're slow. They're very, very slow. Helicopters are fast and they need to be able to navigate and make changes on the fly. And that's why this is gonna be autonomous. This is gonna be an AI vehicle. It'll fly itself on short flights and it will receive commands and communication via the rover. And it has its own solar batteries. The batteries will be used for flight but also to keep it warm during the nights on Mars because they get incredibly cold. This little softball size helicopter, well, its mission will last for about 30 days. And during those 30 days, there'll be five flights. And the first flights, there'll just be hover tests. There'll be about, you know, a few of these and it'll fly about 10 feet off the ground. And it'll work up to longer flights as time goes on, as this thing proves that it can do it. And if this is successful, this opens up a huge amount of science that can be done. Imagine someplace that a rover can't go. So this little copter can fly a place that a rover can't drive, imaging it, getting science from it. Maybe in future copter drone 
versions on Mars, they can land the thing on the ground, take a sample, take that sample back to the rover, science it up at the rover, and then send that data back to Earth. How incredible would that be? We'd have autonomous vehicles on the ground, autonomous flight vehicles, and all doing science on different planets in the cosmos. If anything new happens with this rover or this copter, I'll let you guys know in the future. But for now, that's it for this episode. And I want to say thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the channel. And thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it with me here on the Space News Pod. I do appreciate it. This has been the Space News Pod. My name is Will, and I will see you soon. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Guys, are you trying to stay in 20-year-old shape into your 30s and 40s and finding it, well, impossible? Then you need to listen to this. Beachbody, the company that revolutionized getting ripped at home with P90X and Insanity, has a brand new program just for you called Lift 4. It's part lift. It's part hit. With total body shredding results in just 30 to 40 minutes a day, right at home on the Beachbody On Demand app. That's how you get killer results as an adult. Go to Beachbody.com to sign up now and you can try Live 4 for free. That's Beachbody.com.